0: am over the moon, uh, thrilled by the emails and the messages that I received in regards to last week's episode that I recorded with one of my dear friends, Hannah Croft, uh, and the conversation that we had. And I am so glad that so many of y'all found it to be as entertaining as I did. I know that Hannah was listening to it once it aired, and she was like, we are ridiculous. And I was like, no way. We are hilarious. (laughs) Anyways, if you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's episode, I highly recommend it. It was very fun and, um, sure, silly and slightly perhaps all over the place. But if you've been hanging out long enough, you know that there is zero shame in my game. And the saga continues. That being said, I got a bunch of good questions and feedback, and like I said, lovely emails from y'all. And so, without further ado, let's get right on in. Hi, Ava. I appreciate your authenticity and willingness to share the not so pretty perspectives. I'm back in the dating pool after a decade long hiatus. I don't even know where to start, and I find online dating to be overwhelming. Help! Um, this was sent to me anonymously, so first of all, you've came to the right place. You've you've come to the right place, and by the right place, I mean you are asking the wrong gal. <laughs> okay you 're not entirely asking the wrong gal, but here is the deal i 've got nothing <laughs> I also found online dating to be overwhelming as somebody that is an overthinker by nature and like you just you know you don 't have all of the questions you you don 't have all the answers there 's not enough information. Um, I agree with you that that can be overwhelming. And also it can, it can also be fun. Like a a very close friend of mine, who's one of my favorite people when, you know, she's not online dating right now, but when she was, you know, she was like, go on all the dates, right? Like meet all of the people. And I am. The opposite for the most part. Like I am weird about my time and space and energy with somebody else in person. Um, like I will text you and get to know you and, you know, email or whatever. Like I can do all of that. But like, hey, how are you? Great. Cool. Want to like look at our calendars and see when we can meet. I am not down for that. And I admire folks that are. And perhaps that is my, that is my recommendation to you. I feel like I know without a shadow of a doubt that, you know, the issue with online dating is that it it very much is surface. You know what I'm saying? Similar to social media, we're getting very small clips and glimpses into somebody's life, what they look like, et cetera. And I think that there's like a lot to be said about, you know, the way that somebody speaks, the way that somebody interacts with um, service industry people. You know, if you were to go to dinner or get coffee, uh, are they on time? You know what I'm saying? So like, there's so much of that that if you put yourself out there enough, and here I am giving you advice that I can't give to myself. So again, if you've if you guys are noticing a theme here, um I do think that there is a level of like putting yourself out there. And also if you're like fuck this, this is way too overwhelming, then like maybe don't. Also with a lot of online dating apps anymore, you can put yourself like to be hidden or in like incognito mode. And so, unless you are specifically trying to reach out to somebody, you know, that maybe you felt or would like to explore having a connection with, people don't necessarily have access to you. And I know that that also feels really safe, too. So, I think that there's a fine line there, you know, and also do it old school if you want. You know, like, do you like cooking? Do you, I mean, like, obviously most of us grocery shop for like, I mean, cause we have to, I happen to love grocery shopping or like, go, you know, take yourself to dinner, sit at the bar, you know, sit, go to a coffee shop or, you know, like go places that you would normally go by yourself anyways, or put your, you know, if you have a dog, take them to the dog park and, you know, put out, put out the vibes. also I really as cheesy as that sounds I really do think that that is also a thing right like if you have like I'm putting myself out there vibes like you never know what's gonna happen but I am with you in spirit (laughs) and kudos to you it's weird I mean I was very much the same way it, you know, it had been damn near, it had been close to a decade by the time that I had put myself back out there. And so, you know, with my ex, um, who I was married to, that was like in the before times that was like before, you know, I think Tinder and all of that had like just become a thing, but I myself had never experienced any of that. And so, again, I am with you. It's, it is weird as hell. And also, I don't know, you know, I don't know your, um, I don't, I don't know if you're queer or if you're in like a seeking like a heteronormative relationship, but also, And this is a different conversation for a different day, but I definitely experienced a large difference when I was, um, being open to meeting with, um, men than when I was more keen on and interested in dating women. But again, I'll, I'll spare you there. You can send me another email if you, if you want to flesh that out a little bit more, but just put yourself out there. Get on out there. There's only one way to find out. Like I said, hide your profile or like go in incognito mode if you just want to like do a little browsing. You know what I'm saying? Cuz sometimes that's fun too. Sometimes you're like, "Ooh, I'm dating online," even if you're like not actually dating. So, start there. Uh Molly in Pittsburgh wrote, "Hey, your podcast was recommended to me by a friend in your Facebook group, Feed Me A Story. I love it. You are hilarious. Also, people are going to think that I paid you to say that. So, Molly, I'm going to need you to write in another email. Because if you listen long enough, you know that I like, really have an affinity for laughing at my own jokes. So anyways, I have a question about preparing beef. I don't eat beef, but the woman I started seeing is a huge meat lover. Any tips on how to make it more approachable or favorite dishes you love? Thanks in advance. Well, I don't know your reasons for not being a beef eater or meat eater. um, But I think that that is kind and thoughtful of you for again, wanting to put yourself out there and make a dish for somebody that you are interested in. So also, I know that it can be, you know, like I said, I don't know where you are at in in regards to all of that, but sometimes it can just feel unapproachable. Sometimes it can feel really yucky, right? If you're like, ugh, gross, raw meat. Um, and so... Some things that initially came to mind, right? Because I know that some people are like, oh, my God, steak. Like, I'm never going to know when it's done and and blah. And so if you are not super sure how to cook meat, I am going to go ahead and recommend that, that you just skip the steaks for now. Okay? Just shelve that. Two things that immediately came to mind are something like picadillo which is ground beef and super approachable, not something that you're going to have to worry about overdoing or if it's done. Um, I also think, you know, your contact with it is minimal, right? I mean, it's literally like you're going to whack it in the pan. You don't have to touch it. You're not having to like blot it or anything like that. Look into that. Um, Also super simple. And it's like a lovely comfort dish. It's wonderful for this time of year. Um, And I just, uh, I love it. I actually don't make it enough. It's always one of those things where I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with this ground beef? And I am really glad that that was one of the first things that came to mind. I think that that would be a really fantastic place to start. The other thing that came to mind... Is making meatballs. That said, you are going to have to handle it, right? You're going to have to handle it much more than you would um, a lot of other beef dishes. But again, that's something that's approachable. I love a meatball. Um, And they're really, in my opinion, like really hard to mess up. I think if you end up going that route, Um, I recommend, I don't know if they eat pork, but I always recommend doing like a, at least a beef and a pork blend and to not overhandle them. Right. Like I think some people think that when you're forming meatballs, like you really have to pack the sweet Jesus out of meatballs. When in reality, you actually just kind of want to gather all of your ingredients, um, and incorporate, you know, things like egg, breadcrumb, um, garlic, whatever herbs that you're using, salt and pepper. I mean, you want to incorporate that, right? Mix it. But we're talking like real loose. You want to actually handle them as minimal as possible and don't pack the shit out of them. When you do that, it essentially starts to steam the inside of the meatball, which leaves you with like this not so savory texture. It's not my favorite. Okay. So two things, picadillo or meatballs. Start there. And if one of those goes off without a hitch, circle on back, Mama, and I'll give you some more recommendations. I also can't, I can't wait to hear how this all shakes out and how, how that goes. So please report back if you don't mind. Um, Becky in Washington State wrote, Dear Ava... I am so glad I stumbled upon yours and butter. I listened to three episodes back to back, and I'm so grateful that you're taking the time to share the good and the ugly parts of your life. I find this to be refreshing and relatable. I have found myself also on autopilot and just trying to keep swimming. What are some things that you do for yourself to keep you moving in that direction? Thank you. (sighs) Well, (laughs) depending on what three episodes you just listened to, um, you might have heard that I, you know, we. that's exactly how I am approaching things, you know? And I, I reference this a lot and I have the last six weeks and a lot of these episodes is this is like a very common theme amongst everybody, right? Parents and non-parents alike, uh, people that work in the industry, people that don't. I mean, as a collective, as a whole, You know, we're going on years of what is seeming to be like this endless pandemic. Um, The cost of everything just keeps like skyrocketing. Nobody's making any extra money. We are like, are we wearing masks? The answer is yes, we're wearing masks. Oh my God, you guys. Uh, Are we not? Like there's conflicting information. We're like trying to socialize again. Is it safe enough? Like there is this collective of burnout, right? And so what my problem was, is that instead of sort of allowing this opportunity of like, you know what, at some point you're going to have to set some of this shit down and the time is now, I was hellbent on, you know, quote unquote, not allowing myself to be Necessarily impacted in that way or like, you know, I don't have a choice but to keep swimming and I have a business to run and you know, and I have children to care for. And so like, we're just gonna do and we're gonna go and we're gonna accomplish and blah. And then I like fell on my face. Okay. (laughs) And then I was like, wow you know what might really benefit me is to really start to examine some of the parts of my life that truly don't serve me some of my internalized like belief system that absolutely does not serve me and like number one what the fuck are we going to do about that and number two what are some things that I can set down and so I am uh, a big supporter of therapy uh I also know that there are a ton of accessibility issues when it comes to therapy and I feel fortunate enough and also therapy for me is something in my life right now that is a non-negotiable, right? Like we all have our non-negotiables, things that like we absolutely have to budget for. For me, one of those things is therapy and connecting with a therapist that you actually connect with and trust and can, you know, Gain some rapport with, I has been critical to my experience <clears throat> and a conversation that I had with her, you know, as I really started to start crawling up out of whatever hole I found myself in was, you know, can you operate at 30%? What does that look like to you? And then, you know, and then can you operate at 50% and what does that look like to you? Um, I know that I've mentioned this before, but my way of coping with a lot of uncomfortable feelings or whatever the case may be in in that moment is to just do, right? Like I make sure that my house is in tip-top shape, the laundry is done, I'm making dinner every single night for my kids, you know, like I am accomplishing the things and So what would it look like if we ate macaroni and cheese a couple days a week or if I made peanut butter and you know what I'm saying? I mean, really, though, what would it look like to just simply operate a little bit less? And when I was in a position to be really honest with myself, I realized that a lot of my shit is ego based as is most right that's the scenario and in, in the case with most people. I I had to stop tethering my worth to what I was accomplishing or tethering my worth to is every single piece of laundry folded and put away is, you know, this three star dinner on the table. I had to like knock my shit off essentially. And it turns out, spoiler alert, everybody, the fucking world doesn't end If you serve your children peanut butter and jelly and carrots and ranch for dinner, nobody blinks an eye. Also, my children are five and one and a half. And it's true. Nobody gives a shit. And so all of this weight that we put on ourselves, right, of all of the things that we have to do and blah. And also, I understand that that's not everybody's human experience, right? Like sometimes people's sads and sometimes... Um, you know, depressive episodes or just burnout, you know, I understand that that looks different for everybody, right? I mean, some people go hard left opposite and, you know, shut all the way fucking down, you know, like they're not doing anything in regards to cleaning or self-care or any of that. And so I think, you know, I don't know where you land on that spectrum, but I think that that could look like, what if you operated at 10%? you know, what if you accomplished one thing on your to-do list? I think the objective here is like harm reduction for ourselves and the people around us. And like, yeah, keeping our heads above water. I've had to be super gentle with myself, which is not something that comes easy to me, especially as I, you know, do my own work with my therapist or, you know, examine some of the ways in which I show up that are not super conducive to myself or the people that I love or my kids, you know? And so also like some more surface things, uh, for me, that looks like taking a bath. Okay. I get it. People are like, Jesus Christ with you in the bathtub, but seriously, I mean, that's like something that I do for myself, you know, force myself to literally and physically be still also, I, you know, I don't know if you see this meme, but it always makes me cackle. Um, It's like, well, you know, I'm taking myself on my stupid walk for my stupid mental health. And like, yeah, yes. Put your face in a little bit of sunshine once a day, two times a day if you can. Break that shit up into like bite-sized pieces. You got to go sit outside for, you know, three times, 10 minutes a pop. Do that. Like I said, I think the objective here is to, we're all just out here taking baby steps. And I think that that is like really the best that you can do. You know, identify where you kind of fall on that spectrum. You know, can you do it a teeny tiny bit more? Or do you need to like set some shit down for a minute? You know, and also like recognizing that that is okay. It's going to be okay. Okay. We're all gonna be okay. It's fine. It's like the meme with the dog. Is it a dog? Do you guys know what I'm talking? He's like sitting at the table and like everything is burning around him and he's like, it's fine. It is fine. It's gonna be fine. <clears throat> I hope and think. And in the meantime, we're gonna just like incorporate as much fineness. It's, you know, just fine as we possibly can. Okay. At any rate, last but certainly not least. Here I am getting dragged for eating soggy cereal by Kelly in Colorado. Hi, I am still giggling about you eating soggy cereal. Also, not to yuck your yum, I am with Hannah on this one, but gross, lol. That said, I did want to share a food quirk I have. If I am in need of immediate relief and comfort, I eat, are y'all ready for this? Mayo on plain toasted bread with black pepper. That's it. I know, right? Do you have any other weird to other people food things? Thanks again. Kelly. Kelly, Kelly. (laughs) Girl. What? You are eating. You're eating mayo on what? You're eating mayo on toast? But just mayo and pepper. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. I actually don't love mayo. I use mayo as an I have to, not I would love to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just use a very tiny amount when I am making a sandwich. I also do use it in, you know, like if I'm making egg salad or chicken salad and I can tolerate it in there, but I can tell you what I'm not doing. I'm not putting that shit on bread and eating it plain. Also in, in this, in the grand scheme of things, you could be doing like weirder shit. Like people that eat mayo with like peanut butter And things like that, you know what I'm saying? Like it could be, it could be weirder. I feel, girl. You want? I'm not gonna yuck your yum. You want to eat mayo on toast? Do your thing, boo. I guess that that's not actually that weird. I tried to think about this after I read this to be like, okay, what are your weird food quirks, y'all? Like I have a lot of unpopular opinions in regards to food, but I don't like I can't really think of anything that I eat that is that would be considered weird. I still can't. Okay, here's something that's a little bit weird, but I also know several other people and I haven't done this in a very long time, but it is something that I I would eat if it was in front of me. It's like um ketchup on my macaroni and cheese. Anybody else do that? That's kind of weird. Um I know I can think of like several other things that I can think of that are weird to me that like friends or people that I love do you know like eating um like oysters on crack like canned oysters you know what I'm saying like on a cracker that's not my deal or like pickled Vienna sausages Mm, also no I, but yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think that I really eat anything weird and I still, I'm, and I'm definitely, I'm not a picky eater by any means, but there are still, you know, like quote unquote, like salt on watermelon. If you listen to that, right. Like, I think that that's weird and I definitely don't do that. Um, I guess I'm kind of boring in that way. No, I think that like. Soggy cereal, y'all. I do, and I know that I referenced this last week. I mean, I love underdone baked stuff, right? I mean, I, as a baker and a business owner of a bakery, I definitely have an aesthetic when it comes to, you know, the things that I put on my menu and that sort of thing, but I, um... I also keep in mind that, like I own a business and that other people might not necessarily love that, but I mean, you could hand me a brownie that was literally like you know so long as it <laughs> can hold its shape as long as it's not like oozing out the middle, like that is the kind of shit that I love. The only other thing like in terms of like I don't like undercooked bread, but that's a that's 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 different I feel, um yeah. I guess that maybe is it, y'all. Something that I get shit for that I don't necessarily think is weird is sometimes I actually prefer cold or room temperature pizza to like fresh, hot, out of the oven pizza. And I know a lot of people are like, that's super weird. Um... Another food quirk that I have, if you follow me on my social media spaces, or I'm positive if you've listened to some of the episodes in the beginning, there is a very specific way to make a peanut butter and jelly. And I am truly, this is the hill that I'm willing to die on. This is the hill that I am willing to die on. There are specifics, there are rules that need to be followed in order to make a proper peanut butter and jelly sandwich, okay? Everybody get out their pen and paper because this is important. Two pieces of bread, peanut butter on both sides, okay? And we're not talking about like loads of peanut butter. Approach this as if you are making toast for yourself. You're going to put peanut butter on each slice of bread, And then you're also going to put jelly on top of said peanut butter on both sides of bread. Why? I don't understand the idea of like jelly on one side, peanut butter on another side. That is not, that's not it. It's not evenly distributed. It's not the same. It's different. (laughs) Like it's, and I can always tell a difference and people that I love give me an abundance of, of shit and I'm sorry, but there are rules that need to be followed in regards to making a peanut butter and jelly. There just are. And those are the rules. And I just need everybody to get on, just get on the bandwagon. Okay. I have had so many people. And then if you want to get real technical, Okay, you have to cut it on the diagonal. Again, there are. I was gonna say I don't make the rules, but I obviously make the rules in regards to peanut butter and jelly making. But I just, I feel as you, as you can tell, I feel passionate about this. Okay, because it's not hard, and it just like bar none. Like it makes a better sandwich. Nobody will ever be able to argue this out of me. Okay. Can you just put peanut butter on one side and just put jelly on one side? I guess. Is it going to be like a garbage peanut butter and jelly? No. But is it going to be as good as it could be? Also, no. Okay. Peanut butter both sides. Jelly on both sides. It's also important that you do like a little mushing. Okay. You do like a little tap, tap, tapping with your fingers. Once you put the pieces of bread together. Cut that bitch on the diagonal, okay? That's all I ask. That's all I ask. And we're going to leave it at that. We're going to end on a high note. That way you can go make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich right now, okay? And if this is not already how you're making it, please, for the love of God, write me an email, yoursandbutter at gmail.com. You can shoot me a DM on Instagram, Ava Truckee, okay? Let me know. Let me know that this changed the game for you. Please. I want to know. I hope you all have a good week.